بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على المبعوث رحمة للعالمين وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد قال الله تعالى قل يا عبادي الذين أسرفوا على أنفسهم لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله إن الله يغفر الذنوب جميعا حارث المحاسب رحمه الله says وعلم أنه من آثر الله آثره ومن أطاعه فقد أحبه ومن ترك له شيئا لم يعذبه به كما قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم دع ما يليبك إلى ما لا يليبك فإنك لن تجد فقد شيء تركته لله We covered this a bit last time <coughs> He says Know very well And be completely sure of this fact That the person who gives preference to Allah Allah will then give him preference If you do things for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah will then do things for you He will make you happy He will make you satisfied One of the things that every Muslim wants Is that he get close to Allah He or she become close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That's what every Muslim, true believer the one who wants to be a mu'min, the one who's internalized his faith, and who really has now a conscious. They're not just being brought into the faith, born into the faith. They're not people who are just doing what others are doing because all Muslims do it, so we fast in Ramadan as well because other Muslims fast in Ramadan. and That's the basic we need to do, at least that much we need to do, people think. <clears throat> and people who think that actually think they're good Muslims. Like, you know, I'm doing what everybody else is doing. I go for my prayers. I mean, I, I pray. Right? I'm fasting. But there doesn't seem to be, while there's a conviction that I must do these things, there doesn't seem to be a substance. There doesn't seem to be the substance. There's no driving force except that, as a Muslim, I must do this. That's not good enough, is it? That as a Muslim, I must do this. I must avoid that because I'm a Muslim. Muslims can't eat that. Muslims can't go to these places. Muslims can't have girlfriends, boyfriends. Right? That's one reason to do it. That's just like you're doing it for a set of laws. But the deen wants a lot more than that from us. And when you do it just for that level, where because I'm a Muslim I must do this, I want to be a good Muslim, that's why I want to do this, you might be thinking this is how most people do it. And they're actually better than people who don't do it. Right? Which is no doubt. But that's difficult. When you have to just observe laws and tick boxes, then it's much more difficult. That's why Hajj is difficult for those who make it a tick box exercise. I must go here, I must get there, I must do this. Oh, the wukuf of Arafah, that's going to be tough. The sa'i, the tawaf, there's lots of people, that's going to be tough. Then it becomes complicated. And I've experienced it that way. But when you turn it around and you do it for yourself, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning through a connection with Allah, where you're just doing it now to please Allah, and you want to get close to Him. So in the world as well, when you want to get close to somebody, you're going to try giving them gifts, you're going to try to do things for them, you're going to say nice things to them, you're going to come in front of them. You're going to try to meet them as much as possible. You're going to just try to avoid 
upsetting them in any way whatsoever. So likewise with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you want to do something out of love, then you are able to even do the most difficult things. Because when love is there for something, then even the most difficult things become easy. Even on, if on the face of it they seem difficult. Because when you're doing something out of love, you're willing to spend hours behind it. When you love something, you will spend the whole night behind it. You'll lose your sleep over it. You'll forgo your dinner for that reason. That's what Allah wants from us. Because وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ Those people who believe they are supposed to be the most intense in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what Allah wants from us. And that's what He's saying. He says, you must know that whoever gives preference to Allah over other things, He becomes the priority. Not because you must just do it. But you becomes the priority because you love Him so. Then He will give you preference as well. Because now you will become somebody who loves Allah. And when you love Allah, Allah will love you back. Because the hadith mentions that you come to me, just show me just one hand span. I'll give you a whole arm's length. You just come to me walking and figuratively speaking, you know, we'll come to you running. So that, that's basically what it is. We have to show the excuse. We have to give the excuse. We have to show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, demonstrate our love. So then whoever, then he says, whoever is obedient to him, فَقَدْ أَحَبَّهُ Then that means he has loved Allah. So the way to get to this love that I'm speaking about, so that whatever we're doing right now, just becomes better. So if we're praying, alhamdulillah, we're avoiding as much haram as possible. How to infuse the love in it is by being obedient for the right reason. Then he says, وَمَنْ تَرَكَ لَهُ شَيْئًا لَمْ يُعَذِّبْهُ بِهِ Whoever abandons something for the sake of Allah, Allah will never punish him because of it. Let's just say that you saw a really, really good opportunity. You know, there's the best opportunity sometimes out there, especially the financial ones, the economical gain ones, have an element of, have an element of problems in there. Right? Um, and it's difficult because when other people have benefited from certain things, Especially when you can't even get a clear fatwa about them sometimes, like Bitcoin, right? where some have said it's halal, others have said it's haram because it's gambling, right? It's not gambling, although it definitely resembles gambling, right? I think at this point it's very much like gambling. And that's why I have an issue with these things, primarily because even the stock exchange, while it's permitted to buy stocks um, long term, where you've really researched the company, you know, like the, the way Warren Buffett does. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Where he really researches and he buys it, not because he's gambling on them generally. His whole motto has been to understand the substance of the company, see whether they have something behind them or not. Buying stock in BT is different to buying something in an oil exploration company that is all hyped up and then you lose your money. right? Because at least BT is supposed to have some substance. I'm not promoting BT, I'm just mentioning it as an example. So long term I can understand If it's a halal company and all the rest of it That's why ulama have given that But if it's a day to day where you're just Waiting on a day to day basis What it does to your mind I think one of the reasons why gambling is so bad Is what it does to your mind It's just that greed it creates in you I think there's a massive psychological problem with gambling Right. So while this isn't straightforward gambling 
where in this case you are actually buying technically buying a a uh, a share right however small that share in share is essentially it's like the only reason you're buying it is that you you're it's very short term you you're going to buy and sell in a few days and that requires so much brain power it requires a huge amount of brain power like proper intelligence not artificial right and you could win you could lose but it just for me it seemed i don't want to give a fatwa of haram but it just feels like that's gambling for me because it has the same kind of symptoms it has the same kind of uh, description as gambling right so again bitcoin is probably very similar in that sense so while i may lean towards the fact that i consider it a type of um of a product of value because people have ex- accepted it right people have accepted it but uh it's not full currency because not everybody has accepted it right but it's a product of value and today there's many abstract ideas that are purchased and bought and sold copyrights and so on so while traditionally speaking that may have not been the case classically speaking but now that is the case but whether it's a good idea or not is another issue right so uh, allah knows best but the main thing is that just remember in these kind of situations where there's no clear cut and where it's doubtful then we have hadith to that effect anyway so he's saying two things here if you abandon something for the sake of allah you will never be punished by that he won't make you grieve over it you won't feel a sense of loss over it allah will replace inshallah something else for you there's enough ways to make money in this world there's allah has infinite ways of giving you what you want to satisfy you and at the end of the day just remember you are getting your breakfast in the morning right and you are being able to sleep in a nice bed at night so if you don't have what everybody else or not well some other people may be getting through these things is it going to kill you it's not like that's the only means of attaining your provisions your sustenance is it not everybody has to jump on that bandwagon may allah maybe allah's giving you some other way to do it so you mustn't feel we have a idea of tawakkul and we know that allah has infinite ways of giving you things try hard and work hard for what it is and that will be more sustaining so you should never feel bad about what you may have not been able to get and this is killing people today ya allah ya allah this is killing people today that they were left out of the property boom they were left out of the tech boom they were left out of bitcoin i was left out of bitcoin i don't care i remember several years ago people have been asking me and they've been explaining what it is and i could have been mining coins at that time because i had the know-how because you know you had some people who really knew this stuff who were con- uh, you know who were c- uh, contacting us to see whether it's halal whether they could do it or not so we had all the know-how but it was just like man that's who's going to do that right okay it might it might become big and it has become big right but let's do other things right it's a choice that you make do i feel bad about it initially when i saw the price go up and everybody I was like hey man i should have done that you know maybe a 5 10% but it was just like okay you know, i'm just being honest it's it's not a big deal because alhamdulillah then you think to yourself alhamdulillah i have what i need i have what i need so that's it right you could be left out of so many things but there's people who are focused on those things and that's their life how far is it going to go 
How far is it going to go at the end of the day? Unfortunately, uh, it looks like a lot of Muslims. Uh, it, it, it's maybe just because that's the group we know. That's the people we know, maybe. They've gotten caught up in all of this traffic monsoon and what was the other one? One coin and uh, a lot of people, a- ACN, ANC, ACN. While some people made did very well. Now, ACN requires a lot of work. It's not an entire Ponzi scheme, right? It does require a lot of work if you're willing to work. But I think it has a certain scope. There's a certain limit to that. And not everybody who buys the package is going to be able to go and do the work that requires you to actually make money. So it's, it's got that, a bit of that element in there. You can't call it haram uh, because the, you're, you're buying something, right? But then there's other ones that were just clear and they, they went down. And the problem is that because the Muslim community is so close, you know, we, we get together in masjids and so on like that, it's very easy to get other people involved. And everybody's looking to make a quick buck. And then you all end up losing at the end of the day. At the end of the day. Right? And that, that, that's the problem. It's that psychology. You have to really research things well and understand whether you're going to be able to do that or not. Whether you're going to be able to do this or not. I know he did it. He's made money. Yes, he can show you his bank balance. But are you the same as him? Do you have the same amount of time that he has? Do you have the same position as he has? So it's n- not everything is for everybody. But things are then glorified in front of you to make them seem like it's for you as well. Because that's the way these things are designed. Any successful venture like this is going to be designed very well. Because it's going to tug at your, the cords of your heart and your greed. Right? That's, that's what it's designed for. That's why it works. If it couldn't tug at your heart, then it wouldn't work. Because they won't get any followers. So the way it's designed is to attract the greed element of a person. That's how people get scammed most of the time. Generally out of greed. There's innocent people as well who didn't do anything wrong and they get, you know, their number gets taken or whatever. But a lot of the time people get scammed because it's, it's a wonderful deal. right? You receive an email or something. That's how people... I'm surprised that you still get those scammed e- uh, scam emails. You know, send us your bank details from Nigeria. I don't know where it's from. I'm surprised you still get them. But you know why you still get them? Because there's probably people responding to them. They've been for the last decade, right? And I'm like, Are these, this, does this still work? And they wouldn't do it if it didn't work. Somebody obviously sends these out. These are not like free, free radicals in the air, in the, you know, in, the, in the virtual system that are just going around and you just get them. No, there's somebody sending them out. And clearly it works for some people. Right? So that's why it works. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. If you read the Bismillahi ladhi la yadurru ma'asmihi shay'un fil ardi wala fis samai wa huwa sami'ul alim a'udhu bi kalimatillahi tammati min sharri ma khalaq in the mornings and in the evenings and qul wallahu wa qul a'udhu bi rabbil qul a'udhu bi rabbil nas ayatul kursi then inshallah Allah give us more discernment in whether these things are the right things or not. Don't just get led by people. These kind of things, I think we've seen so many now that every time something like that comes up, you should be very suspicious. You should start off being very suspicious and ask Allah for help. So then he says, the first thing he says is that if you do abandon something for the sake of Allah, Allah will never punish you for having abandoned that. And number two, the Prophet ﷺ said that leave that which gives you doubt to that, uh, for that which does not give you doubt. Do, do the clean business. It may take longer, but it will be more sustainable. <clears throat> I, I've seen some people who do these kind of things and they can never then do a proper business. 
because it takes too long for them. They're always looking for then quick, uh, uh, get-rich-quick schemes. Because th- their whole mindset is made up that way now. And they're looking and then they lose and they're looking and they're losing. And, they're, and they turn out to be much more psychologically uh, unsettled. And that's really sad. Right? If you've got your breakfast in the morning, your lunch, right? sandwiches at work or whatever it is that you have, and your nice supper, right? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. فَإِنَّكَ لَن تَجِدَ فَقْدَ شَيْءٍ تَرَقْدَهُ لِلَّهِ You will never feel the loss of something that you have abandoned for the sake of Allah. You will be happy even if that's a year later or two years later and definitely ultimately in the hereafter at your deathbed and in the hereafter you feel Alhamdulillah I didn't do that that day. There was that opportunity for zina. There was opportunity for doing that haram thing. Opportunity for taking part in that particular haram scheme or making that quick buck or selling those drugs or whatever it is that people may do to try to make quick money. You will never feel bad. In fact, you will always. Because remember, we have an akhirah to go to, where everything is going to be reckoned. Right? Everything is going to be reckoned. So that's the day when you're going to revel. And that's the day when everybody's going to have to experience something. So if you can experience the wonderful thing because of what we didn't do, then alhamdulillah, you will never feel the loss of it. In fact, uh, there's another version of this narration which is related by Imam Ahmad, Imam Nasai ibn Majah, a number of other hadith collectors. That Hassan ibn Ali radiallahu anhu, he relates that I heard Rasulullah saying, abandon that which makes you doubtful for that which does not, because haq and truth, truthfulness, creates a contentment brings about contentment and evil wrong and falsehood it will give you a doubt like this is for somebody who's got who, who's concerned who's going to read these kind of narrations for them this is this is a sign wahmil qalba an dhanni bi ta'wil the next point is keep protect your heart from having ill thoughts Protect your heart from feeling, having bad insinuations about others. How? So he's giving us the reason of how you can do that. Because the reason why you'll have a doubt about somebody is because generally, I mean, there's some people who are just extremely paranoid. There's nothing going on and they'll make up a story. Right? There's absolutely nothing going on and they will make up a story because they've got a very active mind. Right in the wrong sense. Now those are maybe far and few. There are very few people like that. The majority of people who fall into this problem are going to be people who see something, a small excuse, a small sign, something slightly out of place. Maybe it's the fault of the person that they've seen. Maybe they saw them speaking to somebody. Maybe they saw them coming out of a shop or whatever the case is. And then that's it. Your mind makes up a story. Right? Your mind just makes... It's so easy to make up stories. It is so easy to make up stories like that. You just need a small excuse and the mind is able to... That's what you call paranoia. Where people actually think that certain things are around. So some people are against them. Some people are actively conspiring against them. And there's not, they're not. Like when you know the reality, they're actually not at all. 
It's just the mind is able to make up the story. And shaitan is there to help and to feed. So, you saw somebody speaking on the phone. And you, th- so you saw a guy speaking on the phone, or a husband, hears the wife speaking to somebody. And uh, she's actually speaking to her brother, but he doesn't realize that. And he, that's it. He just thinks that his wife is talking to somebody. Doesn't say anything to her because he's got no proof. Then one day his wife goes out at a time when she doesn't go out. You can now see how it's so easy to connect things together because now you've already planted a seed that she's talking to somebody. Now that she's gone out somewhere, that has to be connected to this. And then it just goes on and on and on until he will want to look at her phone to see who she And she doesn't let you look at it. That's the third point now. Because she didn't let you look at it, she must now. That's confirmed it now. Actually, maybe she doesn't want to let you look at it because she's got other women's photos on there or something like that, her friends' photos. She doesn't want you to look at that. But that's just confirmed it, uh, confirmed it for you now. Men go through this, uh, women go through this even more sometimes. Very protective over their husbands. They will look out of the window to see where you're going. All sorts of stuff. It's just you build a story and then you just, mashallah, build it, build it, add masala to it. And then certain, look, that just confirms it. There's no way that that, that just confirms it. Slowly, slowly, slowly. That's what you call dhan. And that's why Allah says in the ba'd al-dhanni ithmun, they're just pure sin. Some of these thoughts that come to you, they're just pure sin. They're going to lead you to pure sin and wrong. You're going to break up relations. That's what shaitan wants to do. So, how do you avoid dhan? So he's being very careful here. He says that bihusni ta'wil. If you do see somebody, you know that initial suspicious, the, the speaking on the phone, right? Why can't you just think it was her brother? Oh, but she generally doesn't speak to her brother. You see that? You can never win. If you want to go negative, you can't win. Why would he be speaking to your brother for? You don't speak to your brother generally at that time. Protect your heart. It's all about the heart. This is very, very psychological. He says, protect your heart from evil thoughts. Bihusni ta'wil by always giving good interpretations. You have to force yourself to give good interpretations. The, the, the way you learn to give good interpretations is that you must know that if you give good interpretations for people, you will be rewarded. Because it's actually protecting you. So you're not being harmed by looking at things. If you have a negative streak in you, you're always looking at things in a negative way, in the worst way possible, because you're a very suspicious kind of person, then we're in big trouble. Because the misery is going to be for yourself. You're going to think that there's monsters everywhere. And repel jealousy and envy by shortening your hopes. He's saying something very interesting here. He's saying that the reason why people have jealousy and envy of others is because you have high hopes for yourself and you don't want somebody else to be taking that. It's like you see that that person is a competition to you. Why do they have it? Why don't I have it? Or even if I do have it, they shouldn't have it. That's even worse probably. Right? You just want it all to be for yourself. And there's so many hadith that, are go- that, that tell us not to do this. That a person isn't a true believer until they like for their brother what they like for themselves. 
Right? There's numerous things like that. So he's just showing that once you lessen your hope in this dunya, that lessen your greed, then inshallah you won't have problems with others having things. But if what others have really makes you discontent, then you're going to be jealous of people. That's why the Prophet ﷺ said, "Izhad fi dunya yuhibbuk Allah, wazhad fi ma in the nas yuhibbuk nas." If you if you cut your focus away from the dunya in the sense that that doesn't become your main goal in life, but your goal is the akhirah, then Allah will love you, because the dunya is your competition to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Right. You can't get to a life the dunya is love in your heart, it is so beloved in your heart. Because it won't let you focus on Allah. Like I said in the beginning, even if you're then a religious person, so-called, you're only religious because it's what everybody else who's religious do, not because you really love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Not saying that religious people don't love Allah at all. They must love Allah somewhat to be even wanting to be religious. But you just the, the love is not driving you. That's not what's driving you. There's other things which seem to be driving us. So then the Prophet ﷺ said, and if you abstain and turn your head away, turn your heart away, turn your eyes away from what people have, what people possess, then people will love you. They don't see you as a competitioner. They see you as a good guy who doesn't have greed. They see you as a good person. They're going to begin to love you. And having people love you Having people like you is one of the greatest things that you can get in this world. This is what everybody's looking for. But the way you must do this is by not wanting what they have. One fil kibra al iz, and you need to avoid arrogance and pride by just having. Dignity in mind. If you have dignity, true dignity, that will help you avoid dignity for the sake of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Will help you. Will help a person avoid arrogance and pride. Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam tabarakti ala jalali wal ikram. Allahumma ya hayyu ya qayyum bi rahmatika nastaghith. Subhanallah al-Ali al-A'la al-Wahhab. جزا الله عنا محمد ما هو أهله اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وعافنا واهدنا وارزقنا Oh Allah we ask you for your forgiveness Oh Allah we ask you to purify our hearts Oh Allah fill our hearts with your light Oh Allah fill our hearts with your love Oh Allah grant us your love and the love of those who love you Oh Allah make our surroundings conducive for your worship Oh Allah for your obedience O oh Allah, we make tawbah in the morning. We start off with good thoughts in our mind, but by the evening, we have done many wrong things. O oh Allah, in the evening, sometimes we have good thoughts in our mind of being close to you, but by the morning, other things have happened. O oh Allah, we ask that you make this easy for us. O oh Allah, make us of those true believers who put you above all else. O oh Allah, Allow us to make the right decisions. Allow us to make the right decisions that are beneficial for us both in this world and especially in the hereafter. O oh Allah, make us of those who are primarily focused on the hereafter. O oh Allah, bless us with what you have given us in this world. O oh Allah, 
do not make us of those who have to beg others. O oh Allah, make us, grant us barakah and grant us blessing. O oh Allah, in what you have given us, make it a source of blessing. Allow us to use it for your obedience. O oh Allah, sometimes we end up doing disobedience with the very sustenance that you have given us. O oh Allah, we ask you for forgiveness. O oh Allah, we ask you forgiveness from all of those sins that has brought misery in our lives, that has turned people against each other. O oh Allah, we seek forgiveness from all of those sin that brings darkness in our hearts, that make us feel discontent. O oh Allah, grant us contentment. Grant us contentment. O oh Allah, we ask you for we ask you for relief for our brothers and sisters around the world who are suffering. O oh Allah, they are suffering. They are being subjugated. O oh Allah, we ask that you make us, you accept from us whatever you want us to do. O oh Allah, grant us the tawfiq to do what you think is right for us to do for our brothers and sisters around the world. O oh Allah, facilitate ease in this matter for them and for us. O oh Allah, we ask that you make all of the stages of the hereafter easy for us. That you protect us and our children and our progeny, our spouses, our families in this world until the day of judgment. O oh Allah, there are many challenges that we face on a day-to-day -day basis. O oh Allah, we ask that you allow us to stand up to these challenges in a wise and effective way. O oh Allah, make us of those who see the truth as the truth and to follow it. And Make us of those who see the wrong as the wrong and allow us to abstain from it. O oh Allah, make us of those who deem the halal things as halal and to deem the haram as haram. O oh Allah, allow us insight in these matters. O oh Allah, we ask that you remove the confusion, you remove the disturbances in our hearts, the discontentment in our hearts. You grant us blessing, barakah, love and understanding. You grant us beneficial knowledge and protect us from useless knowledge. Oh Allah, there's a lot of wasting of time today. There are many means of wasting time. Oh Allah, we ask that you make us people of purpose, high resolution. Oh Allah, we ask that you allow us to leave a legacy. Make us of those who are a good force for change. Protect us from being forces of evil. Oh Allah, accept whatever we have done, whatever endeavors we have and allow us to do much more. O oh Allah bless us, O oh Allah bless us, O oh Allah bless us and bless the entire Muslim world. And finally we ask that you send your abundant blessings on our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that you grant us his company in the hereafter. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifoon wa salamun ala al-mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi